We get the greatest part of this service. We get to give. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, I share a quick testimony with you on that area of giving. Um, <clears throat> we used to have a saying that we did years ago, <clears throat> and most of us stuck with me, but it was a confession over our finances and for financial prosperity. And <clears throat> I've often confessed uh, over my household finances that the that the blessing of the Lord is what the scripture says, Lord. You've give, made us the head, not the tail, above and not beneath. We're blessed in the city. We're blessed in the field. We're blessed when we rise up, blessed when we, when we lay down. And uh, as, uh, as that confession, there was another one that would say uh, that we were expecting bills paid off, debts demolished, royalties received, uh, unexpected checks in the mail. Yes. I confess that one a lot. And every time my wife goes to the the bank, or excuse me, the post office, I said, honey, were there any checks in the, in the post office today? Well, yesterday when I came home, she had propped up a envelope on my, uh, where, the, where the mail is, and I saw it sitting there. I thought, That's interesting. So I opened it up, and uh, it was a, uh, actually a check from the town of Ida May, I believe, that uh, we had, it was some kind of settlement. I knew nothing about it, and, uh, but every, uh, I guess every home there, whatever they divvied it up, it was almost it's almost five hundred dollars. So, praise God, thank God for that. I don't, I just give God the glory for that because, and I said that's the first of many, unexpected. We should expect that. We should expect God will get. If God can get it through you, He will always get it to you. I say that over and over because that's the God we serve. It says it, it's His good pleasure to bless His children. The Bible says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. That means everything belongs to him. He said all the silver and the gold, the cattle on a thousand hills. We, it's just sometimes it's in the wrong hands. Amen. But God wants to get it in the hands of his people that we can be a blessing. The Bible says whenever it's in your power, do good to all men but especially those of the household of faith. So what an opportunity it is to sow in the kingdom of God. There's no investment on the face of this earth that's greater than investing in the kingdom of heaven and God's plan, God's plan for prosperity. He said, give and it shall be given unto you. Pressed down, shaken together, and running over. So as you prepare to give tonight, there are three ways to give, and you guys know them by heart. You can pay by check or you can text Casey to Fairmont. Casey Fairmont to 77977, or you can give by credit card, uh, debit, or, or in an envelope. You can give by envelope. Well, you can give all three of them by envelope. <laughs> but we're, we're thankful. We, we, I will say this. Uh, what, a, what a great group of givers. You know, we don't, we don't, we don't uh, I don't think you ushers aren't carrying cattle prods and stealing people's wallets or anything, right? They, we, we give cheerfully. We give generously. And thank God, I, I commend the giving of this house, what generosity among the people of this house, and that God is using us. Uh, though we might be small in numbers, the things that we're doing out of this house is incredible, and we thank God for that. So thank you for your obedience. I, I want to say that from the, as uh, Pastor Brad and Pastor Miranda, they're not with us this evening, but we just commend you in that area that you're, that you're giving and that you have a heart of generosity. So as you prepare your tithe or your offering tonight, let's bless it, and then we'll get, dive right into the Word of God tonight. Father, in the name of Jesus, 
Father, thank you, even as Paul wrote and, and exhorted and admonished those that gave, Lord. We thank you for the givers of this house, Lord. In their living is their giving. Hallelujah. We thank you that you bless them, Lord, richly, supernaturally, Lord. Ridiculous, Lord. Ridiculous blessings upon the people of this house, Lord. I pray it in the name of Jesus, even as we prayed today, Lord, that uh, that debt would be erased, Lord. I pray over any of you, any of you that are students here that have student loans, in the name of Jesus, Lord, eradicate that debt, Lord. Cancel those debts in the name of Jesus, Whatever bearing load, Lord, even if it's a low interest rate, I just pray in the name of Jesus that uh, even alumni would get a hold of them and just say, I felt like paying your school loan off in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you. Uh, house notes and car notes in the name of Jesus, Lord. Cause this people, Lord, to be lenders and not borrowers in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for the giving of this house, Lord. Bless the seed as it's, as it's planted into good soil, some 30, some 60, some 100-fold. In Jesus' mighty name. And all God's people said, amen and amen. Praise God. I'll tell you what, Brother David, boy, I know his name. Brother Ryan, I'm sorry. If you guys would, would you move over here? Because I want—I don't want to feel like I'm excluding you. And Brother David, you got a red shirt on, so I feel like charging for some reason. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but if you'll move, if you guys would in this section, I'll, I'll just—I'll preach this way if it's okay. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Angle, angle ministry tonight. Hallelujah. Well, we've been studying in the area of gifts of the spirit and it's been wonderful how many have enjoyed it how many have learned some things that you never knew before Amen. have you been challenged a little bit yes. that's what's important the word of god should challenge you the word of god should should it it has a job to do it cuts going in but it heals coming out so thank god any area of our life that's not lining up or we're not seeing the manifestation of that word in our lives, we should apply it and see that, see the victory in that area. Amen. Well, tonight I wanted to, we, we had finished up with gifts of healing in the power gifts, and I was going to move on into uh, some of the other gifts there, but I'll tell you, I feel a direction to go, and I, I spoke, we're, what we've been doing with Pastor Miranda and Pastor Brad and myself, just delving in the word together and just uh, kind of feeding off of one another. But I, I really, there's a question that I've heard from people and uh, in, in dealing with the gifts of the Spirit. What's most important in the gifts of the Spirit is that we know the voice of God and that we hear his voice, that we know it's God's voice. And whether it's uh, whatever gift that's manifesting uh, that the Holy Spirit wants to release in our life. A lot, you know, many people ask, well, Brother Don, how do I know that that's the Lord? That's not my flesh. Or that's not just a, I had bad pizza last night, to be, to be quite frank, you know. It's, it's important that we know his voice, and he leads us and guides us. So if you have your Bibles quickly, that's what I want to minister on tonight, how to know God's voice. And we're, this is right on in the gifts of the Spirit, because if we don't know it's the Holy Spirit speaking to us, we don't know it's the voice of the Lord, then how do we know we're flowing and we're operating in those gifts? Again, we, the, the Bible says these things are written that you might know. 
There's a knowing and a confidence. And that's what I'm praying for over the body of believers in this house, that there would be a confidence in the operation of the gifts. See, everything we've talked about all along, what, what does it take? All these gifts work by what? By faith, right? Without faith, it's impossible to please God. So you can't operate in these gifts without faith. Well, how do I have faith? That Faith is that confident expectation that I know God, I know I've heard his voice, and now I'm operating by the power and the authority of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit works with us. It's not a, it's not a mystical thing. It's not a, just a, a random thing even, like, well, sometimes he does and sometimes he don't. I believe God is more willing to work and operate in the lives of the believers than we many times are, are yielding to it. And that's important because if we're to do it in the, the day and age that we're living in and we're to see the manifestation, and there's no shortage of, of sick folks. There's no shortage of people that need saved and healed and delivered. Amen? Amen. If you have your Bibles, turn over real quickly uh, to the book of John, chapter 10. And I'm going to read up. Uh, there's uh, two scriptures here I wanted to deal with. But I'm going to start in the beginning of that chapter. And it says... Everybody there, amen, amen, amen. Digital Bible, I got my digital Bible tonight, glory. Battery, stay charged. Verily, verily, I say unto you, verse 1, he that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he that entereth in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep, what? Hear his voice. So his sheep hear his voice. Say, I'm a sheep. Say, bah. <laughs> and he calleth his own sheep by name and leadeth them out. Reminds you sort of Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Amen. And it says, and when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth forth before them. And the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers. This parable spe Jesus spake unto them when they understood not what things they were which he spake unto them. And Jesus said unto them again, Verily, verily, I say unto you, I am the door of the sheep. Talking about himself. All that ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If any man, if by me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. The thief cometh not but for to kill, steal, and destroy. We quote that one all the time. But I am come that they might have life, that they might have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. And it talks about a hireling. But let's go ahead and scroll down to verse 27. He says this, but my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. His sheep know his voice. They know him. And they hear his voice. Mr. Marip, I'm going to put you on the spot. I want you to do something that I've heard you do before. But they have a, a unique communication amongst their family. 
so if Minister Mara's in here and she doesn't want to go, hey, Jesse, Jesse, can you hear me? She has this little thing she does. Now, I don't know it, and I never knew it until I saw it, saw it engaged, but would you do that for me one time? When she's trying to get her husband's attention or her daughter's attention or her other son or her other son, she makes this noise. I'm not trying to embarrass you, but what do you do? Did you all hear that? <laughs> the first time she did that, I was like, but I'm telling you, you guys ever see them prairie dogs on National Geographic? Little prairie dogs out in the desert, they hear something. I mean, I don't, he, he could be up here playing on the piano and going away and in his own world and all of a sudden, and he finds her, right? Am I, am I, that's their language. Now, I don't know that sound, but he knows it. And Mihie knows it, and Lavakua knows it, and Kalilu. And I want to use that for an illustration because she can get their attention, and they can get one another's attention. It's a language of their family. And it's a simple because how? They know one another. They know them, and it instantly gets their attention. Do we know his voice that well? Do we know that voice? It says he's a still, small voice. Do we hear God's voice? Yes, Lord. I hear you. Speak, Lord, your servant hears. Are we that responsive? Are we that familiar? They're familiar with that voice. They're familiar with that sound, and it gets their attention. That's how we should be with the God's voice. And he says two things here. He says, my sheep know my voice, but there's other sheep. So I ask you a question. Is he your shepherd or is he a stranger? That's a tough one. Because my sheep know my voice. And a stranger, they'll not follow. And that's the prayer of the church. Lord, that I might hear your voice. That I might, even Paul said it. How to know God's voice. Paul said, I love what Paul did because Paul, after all these years of ministry, revelations given him that was unlawful to utter. He couldn't, even, he couldn't even tell everything he knew, everything that he saw. I mean, he had revelation. He met Jesus by visions and by revelations. He didn't walk and talk with Jesus on the earth. He wasn't there with the other disciples. But he knew Jesus in a way. And here's Paul in the book of Philippians. And he's going, oh, that I might know him and the power of his resurrection. What was it in Paul? that wanted to know him. I've been married for 20 years. I'm still knowing my wife. I'm still learning. I want to hear her voice. I want to learn more about her. It's that knowing. I don't want to be married to her in, tw in you know, 20 years from now and don't know what she likes, don't know what her, what her, what her uh, favorite things are, don't, want to, don't know her heart, but it comes from intimacy. It comes from fellowship. It comes from time spent. And I don't want to jump too far ahead. Go to your Bibles real quick to 1 Timothy. Actually, excuse me, 2 Timothy. Stephen, you go there. 2 Timothy. I'm going to do some participation, so get your Bibles ready. Yeah. 2 Timothy 1.12. And uh, uh, Amanda, Sister Amanda, if you would, go to John 17, verse 3. Mr. Lehow, go to Jeremiah 1, 12. 
We're just going to hop right along. I've got several scriptures. Dr. Summerall said this, and he was a great man of faith, but you know, people would ask him all the time, Dr. Summerall, what is faith? It's a bit good question. Everybody would ask that to him because he was a great man of faith. He wrote a book called Faith That Can Change Your World. He was a man that would cast out devils, had great deliverance ministry. So if anybody, you know, you think, not that he cornered the market or anything, but somebody you'd want to get some advice is Dr. Summerall. He was a great man of faith. Dr. Summerall, what is faith? And you were expecting this deep, deep revelation. Of all the years, over 60-plus years of ministry, you're expecting this man to expound theologically and the great, great, how he studied the great men of God throughout the years and got this profound revelation. You know what it was? He said, faith is knowing God. Simple. Very simple. And we make it complex sometimes. Well, brother, you got to pray and you got to fast and you, you got to do this and you got to do that. And we, we make it methodical. We make it a formula, right? Brother Stephen will give you the formula for faith. There is no formula. That's like saying, I got a formula for marriage. See how that works out with your wife or your husband. There's no formula. We could try a Methodist. Well, Dr. Phil says to do these seven things and I'll have a happy marriage. It's not going to work. Because if I don't have her heart and she doesn't have my heart, there's no relationship. There's no knowing. But, boy, if we know one another, if we learn, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for my yoke is easy. It's, all, it's just learning about him. It's dwelling, him dwelling in us and us dwelling in him. Song of Solomon, great book. I, I am my lover. For kid, there's kids in the room, but anyway. <laughs> It's that fellowship, that intimacy with God, that it goes beyond. It's, it transcends the natural realm, that all of a sudden he comes. And he's more willing. And I've said this before. Brother Steve and I have had conversations. And I said, God is more willing right now to talk in the earth than a lot of people are willing to listen. I believe that. The Bible says he sought for a man to stand in the gap. What does that mean? He was calling out. He was calling out, and none would answer. None would hear. None would give an ear to him. And Isaiah stood up and said, Hear him, my Lord. Send me. Send me. I'll be the one, Lord. I will obey you, Lord. I'll be the one. That's what God's calling out for. But it's his sheep that hear his voice. Brother Stephen, 2 Timothy 1.12. You know what he didn't say there? He said, I, I know what I believe. That's not what he said. He didn't say, I know about these things. There's a, a very key word, and it's, it's proper English, but he said, I know whom. Does anybody know who whom is? Whom is a person. I know who I believe in. I know him. That's what he was declaring there. I know in whom I believed. I, I don't know about it. He wasn't talking about a formula. He wasn't talking about, uh, about the what of the whole thing. It's the who. Remember when they, Jesus, I think about it in the garden, when they came and said, he said, whom do you seek? They said, Jesus of Nazareth. And he said, I am. Those words 
spoke a declaration. And all of a sudden, the power of God hit those men, and they fell at the ground. Just overcome with the power of God. It was a declaration. They found out the who. <laughs> they didn't realize what, what they were looking for, but they found out the who because his power was demonstrated. All right, Sister Amanda, if you'll move on to John 17 and verse 3. That they might know thee. Knowing again. Jeremiah 1 and verse 12. Another version says, I will watch over my word to perform it. One of the first areas of how to know God's voice, and I wanted to move into that. I can know God and his voice by receiving or activating his word in my life. His word is him. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. In the beginning, John wrote, was the word. And the word was with God and the word was God. Without him was nothing made. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. This word, it, it looks nice on them pages. You guys got some colored up Bibles there. You got some torn, some worn Bibles. Some of you got some new ones. Crack them open every once in a while. They work good. <laughs> Just teasing. But the word of God is powerful, quick, sharper than any two-edged sword. That's what the word is. It's living. There's two types of uh, definitions of the word. There's in, the, in the Greek, it's called the, uh, the logos word, which means the written word is what's on those pages. But there's something powerful. You know, you can read it all day long, Minister Mar, and you can say, yeah, the Bible says, and you're just going through there, and you're, that, that's good, man, that, that's good, that, that, that's good. But there's something about the activation. And that's when it translates from logos or the written word into rhema. Anybody ever heard of a rhema? Rhema College out in Tulsa? Rhema, the spoken word. Once it's released out of my, my mouth, it becomes activated. It's not good enough that I know about the Bible, Brother David. I know it's in there. I know God's word is true. But if I don't activate, well, how can I activate if I don't believe it? How can I? And here's one other thing. I, I wrote this down. I want you guys. This is, I said, um, hallelujah. Where did I put it at? I, I was thinking about if I hadn't known somebody who's got a good recipe, I don't want to just know the recipe. I want to know the baker. I want to know the cook because there's something about the author. You know, I can read a book and you say, well, that author is so-and-so. And, -so. and I, don't, I don't know a whole lot of authors in books. I don't, you know, unless they, but boy, when I get a hold of a good one, I want to know who that author is. And I think about that, the Bible, you can know the Bible, know about the Bible, but do you know the author? Because the author has the footprint, has the fingerprint on what's been released there that I might know him. Not just words, but know the one that spoke it. If I tell you something, I say, I'm going to give everybody in this room $20. And I, that's, that's a great promise. But if there's no activation of it, it's not a whole lot of power and not, not a, lot of, a lot of faith in that, right? So the author of that declaration doesn't hold a lot of water with you, do they? But he said, that's why I had him read Jeremiah. He said, I will watch over 
my word. Now, granted, every word in that book is anointed by the Holy Spirit. It was given to men and women to write. Yes, because people say, that's just a book written by men and women, just like you and all, you and I. They were carnal. They sinned. They missed God. No, it was, it was written under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. It's God-breathed. So that means it's not just any book. And, I mean, you can get blessed reading the, reading the Psalms. You can get blessed reading the, all the begats. There's an anointing on it. It's hard to find sometimes, but it's there. But that, the, every word in there, it's living. It's a rhema word. As you declare it and you speak it out of your mouth, what are you doing? You're literally declaring who God is. You're revealing. That's why the word, the Bible says you'll know the truth, and the truth will make you free. The truth of God's word reveals to the hearer who God is. When I say that, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. It gives me a picture of who he is. It, it's spoken in, in words, but it demonstrates in power and reveals to the heart of the listener who God is. That's what he word, his word does. That's why it penetrates. It goes beyond natural reasoning. What does the word do? It reveals his will, his desire, his plans, and his purposes. As I said before, it's not just about principles, but knowing the person. It's the person. That's what his word reveals. It reveals Jesus to me. It reveals the Holy Spirit to me. It reveals the Father to me. I see his love. I see his mercy. I see his great. I see his covenant. All these things. Why do I love the word so much? Because it's, it's, it's activated in me. It's a living word. It comes alive on the inside of me. And when I begin to talk about the Lord, his word comes out of me. People say, how do you memorize all those scriptures? I don't. I didn't have like where I, I put one in my lunchbox and read it every day. I didn't do that. But it comes out of me because it demonstrates. It, it, it testifies. It's, this is a testimony. What did he call the new, the new book? What was it called? The New Testament? New Testament written in my blood. It's a testimony of who Jesus is. The Old Testament is Christ concealed. The New Testament is Christ revealed. It reveals his nature. It reveals his heart. I can see him. I know you guys have heard that song. But in every book, it, it reveals Christ. It speaks of who he is. It declares. And it's fulfilled in the New Testament with us. Not just knowing formulas, but knowing the Father. Knowing the Father. Relationship. And then there's the obedience to that self-same word. I can know the word, Minister Lee Howe. I can quote scriptures till I'm blue in the face. But if I don't believe them, if I've never, they've never been activated in my heart, faith comes by what? Having heard one time. Just one time, one and done. Just read it through one time, you're good to go. No, it comes by hearing and hearing. Husbands, you ever have to hear something one, more than once? How many times have I told you? Keep talking, baby. It's going to sink in. Go ahead. Keep talking. Keep talking. Faith comes by hearing. That means I might not get it all the first time. You know, one time I might get a revelation one way, and all of a sudden, like, you know what? I've never seen it that way. The Lord began to speak to me. He ministers through his word. Thy words, they are spirit and life, and they have revelation. If I don't have the revelation of the word of God, then it's empty to me. Once I get the revelation, I get that, what I call the aha moment, when all of a sudden it comes alive, it's quickened to my understanding. And guess who helps that? The Holy Spirit. 
then there's a revelation, a realization. I'm just seeing a different aspect. God came to the men of, in the Old Testament, and he came as Jehovah Jireh. The Lord is my provider. It wasn't just a title. There was an understanding, a revelation that he is the Lord who will provide. Abraham, that was the revelation he got on Mount Moriah when he went to offer up his son. His son's going, Dad, we got the fire? Uh, we got the wood, but I don't see no sacrifice. Son, bad news. No, the Lord will provide is what he said. The Lord will provide for himself. A sacrifice. Ooh, what prophetic words. All of a sudden, ready to slay his son, the angel says, stop. I know you're willing to do it. And he looked, and behold, there was a ram caught in the thicket. The Lord will provide. He called that place Jehovah Jireh, for he realized the Lord was his provider. Amen. Imagine that. God asks you for a sacrifice, and he provides it for you. Isn't that powerful? Amen. I can know God. And his voice by the power of the Holy Spirit. I wanted to really push on this because that's why we're teaching on the gifts of the Spirit. But guess what? To operate in the gifts of the Spirit, we've got to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And not only that, some of us have been filled. We're not always obedient. We don't always yield to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a perfect gentleman. He doesn't intrude. He, he doesn't come in here living large saying, hey, shut it down. I'm here now. It's going to go my way or the highway. Straighten up, ship up, or get out. That's not how he operates. He's very patient. He's, the Bible speaks to that. He's a, it says grieve not. It doesn't say Jesus. It doesn't say grieve not God. But it says grieve not the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is the third part of the Trinity. He's active in the earth right now. And where is he supposed to be operating? In every one of our lives. He said, be, again, not just one and done, but be being filled with the Spirit. Gets so full of the Holy Ghost that he just comes out your, out your pores. One guy said, I should be, like the guy said, you should be so full of the blood of Jesus when a mosquito bites you, he flies away singing, there's power in the blood. But get so full of God, get so full of the Holy Spirit that it saturates your being, that you hear, do you know him? Do you know the Holy Spirit's voice? Are you sensitive to that? Are you quieting yourself before the Lord and saying, Lord, I want to hear your voice. I want to know your voice. Because that's how he's speaking in the earth right now. He's speaking through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, he's the one. He's that still, small voice. He's that check in your spirit. That gut feeling sometimes that you get. You know, not gas, but, you know, the gut feeling that says, hey, don't go that way. Don't do that. Don't go there. There's trouble that awaits you there. So important that we know his voice. I can know God by his voice and by the power of the Holy Spirit. I want to go to, go to Hebrews real quick. Chapter 3. Hebrews chapter 3, and let's go down to verse 15 there. And listen who we're talking about. I'll start with 14. For we are made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end. While it is said today, if ye will hear his voice, 
Harden not your hearts, as in the provocation. For some, when they had heard, did provoke, howbeit not all that came out of Egypt by Moses. He's talking about one version says that they, while it was said by the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit said what? Separate unto me, Saul and Barnabas. The Holy Ghost was speaking. He's speaking to the church. The activation of the gifts of the Spirit are released by the speaking of the Holy Spirit into our hearts. If we don't know him, then how do we know what we're hearing is of God? He said, I'll not lead you. He doesn't lead. He leads us by still waters. He leads us in quiet places. He, he leads us in places of green pastures. That all speaks of the peace of God, and I believe that. I believe when you're led by the Spirit of God, there's an inner witness. There's a, there's a peace. And, and my, my heart in this tonight, what, the, what I felt the Lord leading me, is that I, I, in the operation again, the gifts are wonderful. I mean, I want to operate in that, that gift of healing, praise God. I want to operate in the word of wisdom, in the word of knowledge. And we just think that God's like the, the fairy godmother. And toof, you get the gift of knowledge. You get the word of wisdom. I'm not being facetious, but sometimes we just think, well, it's just going to somehow happen. God in his sovereignty will come down and choose whom he wants. He, he chooses whatever. No, he chooses vessels that hear his voice. And that are led by the Spirit of God. When he says go and pray for so-and-so, and you obey and you hear his voice, and then the gifts are released. See how that works? And we can't do it. We don't do it apart and say, Holy Ghost, I got this one. I'm going to take that gift and run with it. No, he works with it. It says he gives severally as he wills. But he does it by communication, by knowing him. Paul, the Bible says, perceived in his spirit that the man had faith to be healed. How did he perceive that? The Holy Spirit bore witness. The Holy Spirit signified. He works with our spirit. He'll speak to our inner man if we have ears. The Bible tells us, he that hath ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit does what? Says to the church. So everything that we do, even as we flow in the anointing in this house, and the Lord begins ministering to us, we ought to be sensitive. Lord, open up the eyes of my understanding. Give me ears to hear. That should be our prayer in every service. When you go out, we've been going out as a go team. Lord, let me hear your voice. Lead me to the one that's most ready to receive. And as you yield to that, miracles happen. Well, how did it happen? Because I prayed and fasted all week, and I've been starving myself to death for a month now. No, I just yielded. To obey, the Bible says, is better than sacrifice. And to hearken. Listen, listen, my sheep hear my voice. Brother Stephen, go to John chapter 16. Again, with the Holy Spirit here. John 16 and verse 13. Actually, 13 to 15. Read that whole, that whole passage there. Yeah, John 16. Fifth, uh, 13 through 15. Go ahead. I heard that phrase in there three times. He will tell you, 
He will declare to you. He will declare to you. Three times that was. If I'm not listening and I don't know his voice, how can I receive instruction? That's what the Holy Spirit's job is. He will lead and guide you into all truth. The Holy Spirit is speaking to us. He's ministering to us. He's giving us instructions. And you know what? It says he's not talking about himself. He said he'll tell you everything that he's heard. You wonder sometimes, how do these prophets and these men of God receive these, these things and, and, and begin hearing of things that are about to happen in the earth? The Holy Spirit's talking to them. He's revealing things. Wouldn't you like to know some things that are coming down the road for you? Wouldn't you, know, wouldn't you like to know the things the Lord has prepared for you? Wouldn't you like to hear, like Paul, when, when he spoke to Peter, said, go to, uh, to the house of Cornelius. I mean, it's nice when God sets it up and you don't have to, you know, there's not a whole lot of effort in it. It doesn't even take a whole lot of faith for it at that point. You just simply obey. You, you, the faith is listening to God and obeying. That's the operation. But, man, it's great when you just walk right into it and say, there it is just like he told me. And then the gifts flow out of our lives. So I can know. First of all, I can know by receiving and activating his word. That's how I know God's voice. Secondarily, I can know God's voice by the power of the Holy Spirit. The third one. <clears throat> Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Hunger and thirst whew, creates a longing to know him and his voice. And if you're hungry, Brother Jesse... If I send, if I stick a Cheeto in front of you, you're going to tear that Cheeto up. If you don't like Cheetos, a hungry man does, is not nitpicky, right? <laughs> but I don't exactly like Cheetos. I'll pass. Not if you're hungry. If you're hungry, you're going to eat. If you're thirsty, you might even drink muddy, muddy river water, especially if you're, you're dying of thirst. But he's saying blessed. I think those are strong words. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. He's saying there's got to be a hunger. There's got to say, you know what? I'm not satisfied. I want more of God. I want more of God. Well, that hunger's in you so strong, it's driving you. It's compelling you. I'm not satisfied. There was a reason. You ever wonder, I mean, they, I know they didn't have refrigerators, but why couldn't that manna last for more than a day? Because you can't eat yesterday's bread. You've got to be hungry for more. It was good. And it sufficed. It was sweet. I mean, I, I don't know why they complained about it. It sounds really good to me. I'm on the keto, so I don't eat a whole lot of bread. But that sounded good. What, it tastes like wafers, it said? And uh, like a honey? I mean, I, I hope they have it in heaven because it sounded really good. But, but it, didn't, it wasn't left over. There was no, there's no leftovers with God. In other words, there's new he said, give me this day, our what? Daily bread. Now, we don't have a big, big town here, but you go to Pittsburgh, probably Boston, places like that. They have fresh markets that have daily bread. Here you can get day-old bread. You go to the thrift store, and it might be three days old. But, hey, as long as it's not green. No. But well, my point is there's daily bread. There's daily manna for us. But it only comes from hunger from thirst, 
They complained about the manna, so God gave them quails till it come out their nostrils. But there's got to be a hunger. There's got to be a thirst for the things of God. Go to Matthew real quick, chapter 13. I told you I had a lot of scriptures. Matthew chapter 13. And I'm going to start there with verse 15. The Bible says, For this heart, this people's heart, has become calloused. They hardly hear with their ears, and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise, they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts, and turn, and I would heal them. But blessed are your eyes because they see, and your ears because they hear. See, he's speaking to us through his word. Blessed are those that hear. Blessed are those that see. God help us that I ever get to the point where my, uh, my ears become dull of hearing. You ever meet uh, some old folks that have been living together for many years, and, and the guy's like, you know, she thinks he's deaf, and he hears the smallest whisper, but all of a sudden he goes, no, just her, her frequency. He tuned out that, and it tuned out that frequency. I think sometimes in our walk with the Lord that happens. We go dull of hearing. I heard a man preach on that one time. He's talking about frequency. Brother John, you ever be, you drive to Morgantown every day. It might not happen on that, right? But you ever drive through different towns and you're listening to a good song and all of a sudden, you know, we didn't start. And you're getting about every other word and you're going, where's that station? And you're trying to do what? You're trying to dial in the frequency. That's what he said, you grow, your ears have grown dull of hearing. You're getting, out of, you're getting out of my frequency. God has a frequency. It's a frequency called faith. And you can take that and you can dial it in to where you can hear his voice clearly. Quiet my soul, Lord. The cares of this world, things that you deal with daily, all of a sudden that frequency and hearing from the Lord, it gets out of tune. And you're not hearing clearly. You know, it's hard to hear somebody in a crowd, isn't it? But you've got to shut all that noise down, and you've got to dial into his frequency to where you hear his voice. That's important. I hope this is good. You getting this? Just little nuggets. Little nuggets. Get that in your spirit. Lord, I want to dial into your frequency. I want to hear your voice. And you know what? You don't always get it right. But you, it's, it's just like Minister Lehigh. What do we do? We practice the presence of the Lord. We learn. If, you, if you, hit, you missed it here, you can turn and get right back into the flow of the Holy Ghost, right back into that vein of the Holy Spirit. Because what? I hear his voice. And the Lord will tell you, no, not that direction. Go this way. When you disobey, just be quick to repent. Say, Lord, forgive me. I, I made the wrong turn. I remember a man of God that, was, uh, that I used to work for. And he, I may have told this story before, but he tells the story of a young preacher, uh, a preacher's son. He was just a young man probably about 16 years old, and he was out there just kind of trying to find his own thing. He was a PK, raised in church his whole life, but he just got done with church and didn't really want a whole lot, but he liked the man of God that I worked for, so he, he came to hear him and came to when he came to preach. So the Lord spoke to this man of God that I know, and he, he uh, the, the father of this young preacher, uh, the, the preacher's son, his father had moved to a different location, different house. So the father told the son, listen, you ride with brother so-and-so, 
so that you can show him where, where we live at now because he's never been there before. So the man of God, when he got in the car with a young, with a young man, he said, Dad said, uh, have me ride with you if it's okay because I need to show you where you lived. And he looked at me and said, don't tell me where you live at. He started, he, he started laughing. He's like, okay, we're going to be lost tonight. And he took it as like, oh, you're, don't worry about it. I won't tell you where we live. We can drive around in circles all night. I ain't going to tell you. But he had prayed. And he said, Lord, open up this young man's eyes. Let him see how real you are. It's not about religion. It's not about church. It's not about just the church people and what, what he's been through and the situation. It's about knowing God. And as he began to drive, he said he came to an intersection. It wasn't one of the things where make a right, 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 and you're back where you belong, back where you were. But it's literally out in the country. And as they're driving, they come to an intersection. And he said, the Holy Spirit spoke to him, turn left. So he turned left. And the boy looked at him and thought, eh, 50-50 shot. Didn't say a word. Didn't say you did it right, you did it wrong. Just let him do his thing. Well, the next time he came to a three-way intersection, the Lord said, go straight on through. He drove straight through the intersection. The boy looked at him and said, did Dad tell you where we live at? He said, no, I've never been to your house before. Several other turns, every turn, boom, boom. Drove right in front of his house, pulled right into the driveway. The young man is just blown away because he knew that God had spoken. He asked his dad, he said, Dad, was he lying to me? Did you? He said, son, I've never, he, he, doesn't, he didn't know where we live. That's why I told you to go with him. But out of that, hearing God's voice, my whole point in that story is, that young man re re rekindled his relationship with God. He's a pastor today of a large church on fire for God because what? He knew somebody that knew God. You know, that's the thing. I mean, I want that's people say, well, you know, what, I, what do I want people to say about me? Don's a great preacher. Don's a great guy. He's a great giver. He loves his wife. Those are all wonderful things. I want him to say, God, you know what about Don? He knows God. He knows the Lord. What a great, that's the greatest compliment I could ever receive. Why? Because that's what I desire. Just like Paul, I haven't arrived yet. There's times I've got to fix the frequency because I'm not hearing clearly, but oh, how I desire to know his voice, to not miss it, to be sensitive to that. It's a still small voice. When he speaks to you, that you're quick to obey. He's not doing it for your harm. He's not doing it to embarrass you. How many times, and many could testify to it, you simply obeyed the Lord and all of a sudden a door was opened up. It opened up somebody's heart to the gospel. It, it maybe astounded someone. How could you know those things? I didn't know them. The Lord's speaking to me. I know it might wig some people out, but the Lord is speaking. People need to realize it. He's a God that hears and answers. He's a God that talks to his people. Shall be filled. Matthew chapter 5, verse 6. Shall be filled. Yeah, here's what. If I love something or someone, then I will not just desire to know the product but instead the producer. A hunger to know. Again, I referenced earlier, Paul said that I might know him in Philippians chapter 3, verse 10, that I might know him and the power of his resurrection. The power that raised Christ from the dead. 
That was the greatest power. They talk about nuclear power, atomic power, all these incredible man-made things. There's nothing greater than the power it took, whom God raised from the dead by the power of the Holy Ghost. And Paul said, I want to know that power. I want to get a hold of that power. He, he, he saw inklings of it. And it's almost like, I love it because it says, I'll cause the former and the latter rain. We're on the precipice of the greatest revival the earth has ever seen. The greatest outpouring. The fire of God. The power of God being released. But it's not just going to mystically happen. It's going to go as men and women are yielding to the voice of the Holy Spirit. That know the shepherd. That obey the shepherd. And out of that act of simple obedience, power is going to be released. He'll show up. If he says right, go right. If he says left, go left. And he'll bring you home exactly where you need to be for the person who's most ready to receive. Amen? Amen. Lastly, and this is actually, uh, it's the beginning. The Bible says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of all wisdom. I put the fear of the Lord and a willingness to yield. And this one, time. Spend time with the Lord. Brother Jesse, we can't just be talking all the time. A lot of times we'll say, Lord, this is Jimmy. I'm here. Gimme, gimme, gimme. There's more. There's so much more. And it's in that place because that's our thought. Is it, well, you go to the Lord and you ask him for things. We're sort of trained that way. Ask, seek, and knock, right? I'm just obeying the Bible. There's other times he says, be still. And know that I am God. Oh, David said, oh, quiet my soul before you, Lord. He would begin to yield his will. He began to yield. Calm my anxious soul is another. Be still and know that I am God. What's that mean? It means to quiet yourself before the Lord. Listen for his voice. He'll speak to you. And then all of a sudden, you know, I know you guys have used this analogy before, but look it up on YouTube. I, if you don't believe it's true, everything's true on YouTube. Just add Abraham Lincoln. Anyway, on YouTube, they showed a video of a shepherd. And all these people came up. These were all these students. They did it as a, an experiment. All these students come up, and they said he told them the calls and the commands to give. Now, you can do that with a horse. If you say giddy up and that horse is trained to giddy up, he'll giddy up. Right, John? You say, whoa, he'll stop, right? If he hears those commands. Well, sheep don't work that way. And those people all of a sudden found out. And the shepherd said, okay, here's how I call them in. And they were all out in the pasture. He said, all you got to do is repeat this phrase. And they just went to town. Nothing. And sheep are sitting there just looking like, yeah, that's a stranger. We don't respond. Stranger danger, stranger danger, stranger danger. They didn't respond to that. But all of a sudden, after every one of them tried, and they had different frequencies. Some were women, some were men, some were low baritones, some were sopranos and altos. They tried everything. Them sheep didn't budge. That old farmer got up there and just did that call. And you'd have thought somebody lit a firecracker under them sheep. They took off a running, and in a moment, the whole herd was standing right in front of him. My sheep know my voice and a stranger. Are we that quick to respond when we hear his voice? You know, it's 2 o'clock in the morning. 
Amanda, get up and pray. I'm coming to visit with you. I'm sorry, Lord, did you say something? I'm not picking on Sister Amanda because she gets up every morning at 2 a.m. and prays. <laughs> no, it's that still small voice. Because I've been there before, and I know we have. I'm picking on her, but I know, I know we've all been there before where the Lord has just spoken to us, and it's the flesh don't want to. You know where you're not going to hear the Lord? With your natural ears, with your ears of flesh. Now, he does speak audibly. Don't want to rebuke that. That's in the word of God. E Eli, Eli. <laughs> Samuel, Samuel. Paul, Paul. Saul, Saul. Wise person. So he speaks audibly. And the Bible even says the men that were with him heard that voice. So I'm not debunking that, but he wants to speak to our spirit, man. He wants to give, give us ears to hear what the spirit is saying to the church. It's so important, and I felt this direction tonight. I'm going to wrap it up. But I felt this direction. I said this. <laughs> and here's a, the fear of the Lord. A lot of times, oh, God. He can put, and his Bible says, fear him who's able to sin to put both body and soul into hell, right? But that, that word there when he's talking about the fear of the Lord is the beginning. It's not I'm scared to death of him. Oh, my God, God's is, he is awesome. Oh, don't, I mean, he is, when you, in the presence of God, you realize that this ain't no joke. He is the almighty God. He is omnipotent. He is omniscient. He is all-powerful, all-knowing, all-present. He is all those things. But I like this. It says, the fear is the reverence. He won't come to those that don't reverence him. Give him honor. He said, I'll honor those that honor me. If you'll reverence his presence, the Holy Spirit as well. The Holy Spirit will come if you'll yield to that. If you'll reverence his presence, he'll come. He said, I'll make my, he said, if, that I'll come unto him and I'll make my abode with him. He'll abide. If you abide in me and my words abide in you. Abiding in him means dwelling in his presence. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High. It's not at the local mall. It's in your prayer closet. It's in your quiet. So when you push the plate away and say, uh, God's calling. Pick up the phone. <laughs> Don't send voicemail. Don't send it to voicemail. Pick it up. He's a very near and present help. Respect. It's respecting God. Your ways are so much better than mine, Lord. I've got plans, Lord, but your plans are a whole lot better. I'm going to put my plans on the back burner, and let's, let's go with you. I, I pick you, God. Your ways are much higher than mine. Awe. Just a wonder. See, sometimes you just bask in his presence and just feel the awe of God. The glory of God. We called it, the other night you guys were talking about it. You sang about it. Shekinah glory. The glory of God. The manifested presence of God. And I like this one. And this is, this is probably one of the most important ones. How do I stay in the fear of the Lord? Continual awareness. It says pray without ceasing, right? Does that mean we walk around all the time with our head bowed and We'd run into a lot of things. No, it's being in a constant awareness that he's with me. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. You guys ever talk to the Holy Spirit? You can have a conversation with him. You can talk to the Lord while you're driving in the car, while you're picking out your groceries. That's a, that's a fear of the Lord. That's a constant, continual awareness. 
I put this, God is not playing hide and seek. He don't go tag your it, come find me. He wants to dwell among his people. I will be their God and I will dwell with them. They'll abide. If you abide in me, abiding in him, that's the key. The Holy Spirit empowers us, not just because, like I said, it's not a one and done, a continual Ill infilling. Holy Spirit, fill me today. Fill me afresh and anew. Baptize me in the Holy Ghost and fire today, Lord, tomorrow, the next day, to where I'm filled, to where I'm saturated with your presence, where the glory of God comes upon me. Again, he's a near and present help. Brother Minister Lee Howe. Hallelujah. And again, I felt to go this direction because I think it's important. How many want to know that you know beyond a shadow of a doubt I'm hearing the voice of God? How many want to know that, again, it, it's, it is distinguishable. These things are written that you might know. There's a knowing in God. There's a knowing in, in, by the power of the Holy Spirit that I know his voice. And he says, a stranger I won't follow. There's other voices. The Bible says there's many voices and none without significance. How many know there's an enemy that speaks? How many know your flesh speaks? Good Lord, does your flesh speak sometimes. But we got to put that under. No, no, shut up, flesh. Put it under. That's the voice we need to silence. When the enemy comes in and says, no, no, you've got cancer and you're going to die. You're not going to live. That's not God speaking. He said, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. When the bills are over, overdue and you don't have money in the bank account, and it says, sorry about your luck. That's not the Lord. He said, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to prosper you. I am the Lord that supplies all of your needs. That's the voice of God and being sensitive to that. What if the Lord wants to lead you a certain way? He led Elijah to the brook. He led Elijah to the widow at Jer Zarephath, right? Because he heard the voice of the Lord. Moses said, Lord, unless you speak to me, I won't go up. Are we that sensitive to his voice? In all that we do, all that we endeavor to do, are we listening? Lord, I don't even want to buy a car if I don't hear your voice. Whatever decisions that we're making, people just make decisions on a whim without ever hearing from the Lord. But more importantly, when we're talking about the harvest and these gifts of the Spirit, that we might know the voice of the Lord. That I know it's Him speaking. I know He's directing and order. If everyone just stand tonight. As we close, we're not going to be much longer. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Just lift your hands. Close your eyes. Talk to him a little bit tonight. Hallelujah. Father, we love you. We're not just learning about things, Lord, but we're practicing them. You're the great teacher, Lord. Father, we are the sheep of your pastor. <laughs> Hallelujah. You brought us into the fold, Lord. And Lord, a stranger will not follow. But you said, my sheep know my voice. And Lord, that's our desire, even now by the Holy Spirit, Lord. Help us to dial in that frequency. 
Help us to hear from heaven tonight, Lord. I pray over every family here tonight, over every son and over, over every daughter, every mom, every dad, Lord, everyone present in this room, Lord. I pray that, Lord, as you're speaking, we have ears to hear. Lord, that you lead in God. I feel the anointing on that. Just confess, Lord, I'll hear your voice this year greater, more clearer, more concise than I ever have. Anoint my ears to hear clearly. Holy Spirit, forgive me for not yielding to your precious voice. You are our leader, our guider. You teach us all things. You reveal what the Father is saying, his plans, his purposes in the earth. So we yield ourselves. I yield my ears. I yield my heart to hear your voice. Tonight, Lord, I surrender. Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. In Jesus' name. And as we've confessed that, I believe by the Spirit, even now I feel it strong in my spirit. There are many in this room are going to be, be hearing. You're going to say it was like an audible voice. That's going to be your testimony. I don't know who it is in the room tonight, but I know in my spirit, I feel some of you have been asking God questions. Some have even said, Lord, have you, have you even heard? He said, I heard your cry. And I spoke. The, the cares of this world sometimes choke out the life of God in us. He said, casting all your cares upon him, for he cares for you. Whoever that is, I'm just going to, by the Spirit, I'm going to encourage you. Even tonight, as you leave this place, find that quiet place in your house and just say, Lord, I cast that onto you. I no longer will be consumed. Some, some, there's a decision, there's something I, I feel in my spirit. Someone you've been, you've been mulling over something, I just see it like you've been wanting an answer. And the Lord said, I have your answer. I heard it tonight. I heard the Lord say, I've got answers. I'm going to speak things over people's life. God will, God will speak over your life. Direction. If he said, I know the plans that I have for you, God's not in the business of keeping secrets. He said, if you ask me for a fish, I won't give you a serpent. Or if you ask me for a piece of bread, I won't give you a stone. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, over everyone in this room, Lord, hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, deafness can affect spiritual ears. Hard of hearing is not just a natural thing. Faith comes by hearing. That's why the enemy attacks our hearing. 
but he also tries to dull our spirit ears. Everything in the, you say, well, spirit ears, what are you talking about? Everything in the natural is indicative of what's in the spiritual. Eyes of the spirit, let the eyes of my understanding, he that hath ears, let him hear. Smell, taste, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Everything in the natural is indicative of things in the spirit. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Ha, praise God. When you start smelling the sweet aroma of heaven, he's the rose of Sharon. He's the lily of the valley. Sometimes you know Jesus walks in the room because you can smell the aroma. It's not natural. Hallelujah. You begin to see things that aren't in the natural. They're not in front of you. But in the spirit, the eyes of our understanding become illuminated. And we begin to look into the heavenlies. Stephen, while he was being stoned, looked into heaven and he saw in the spirit. said, I see the Father and the Son sitting at his right hand. Hallelujah. Oh God, give us revelation. Open up the eyes of our understanding. Give us ears to hear, Lord. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, we release it over this body of believers, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, quick to hear, Lord. Slow to speak. Quick to listen. Hallelujah. And Lord, any area of disobedience, I pray right now, we plead the blood of Jesus over it. And Lord, we ask you, Deal with that again with us, Lord. Wherever we've missed it, wherever we've been disobedient, Lord, we surrender that even tonight. Hallelujah. And that's important. If there's an area that the Lord's showing you, and he said, I wanted you to do this, and you weren't obedient, just get it right with him. The Lord said, I'll, I'll cause you. He said, he'll even make up the time you lost. He's a redeemer. He's a restorer of paths to dwell in. Hallelujah. So even where you missed it, you can make that up, the Lord says. Hallelujah. Praise God. Before we close tonight, does anyone need prayer for anything? Or I'll tell you what, if any of you say, Brother Don, pray for me tonight. I want to be attentive to his voice. I want the Lord to help me in these areas. I want the Holy Spirit to speak to me that I can hear clearly in the days, weeks, and months ahead. If that's you tonight, just come forward. I'll pray for you before we leave. Or if you need healing in your body tonight, we're gonna, we, we believe in laying hands on the sick and they recover. The prayer of faith is a call for the elders. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Glory to God. Rain, I believe it, sister. I believe that. You're going to hear for, You're going to hear the Lord. Eli, hallelujah. Samuel, Eli kept running to Eli, didn't he? The priest said, Eli, did you call me? He said, no, son, go back to bed. Samuel, Samuel, Eli, did you call me? No, go back to bed. I told you once, I didn't call you. Finally, he caught on. said, the Lord must be speaking to the child. Speak to this generation. 
Speak to this child, Lord. In the name of Jesus, fire of heaven, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, ears to hear your voice, Lord, a heart to know and understand, eyes to see you. Rain, I hear the Lord said, I'll show you what's, what's wrong with your, some of your friends. When they're sick in their bodies, I'll show you things. You'll say, you got something going on with your tummy. Can I pray for that? They'll say, how'd you know? You'll know. My father's talking to me. Oh, you talked to Jesse today? No, my heavenly father. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, the Bible says a little child will lead them. And I declare not only over rain, but over ocean and over bash, Lord. Anointing this precious young lady, Lord. Lift your hands up, sweetheart. Just lift them up like antennas. You get the best reception when you put them way up. It pulls that frequency right in. Hallelujah. Oh, Father, in the name of Jesus. Oh, let this generation know you, Lord. Let them experience your power and your fire and your glory. Let them be the generation that knows God. In the name of Jesus, fire, fire of God. Fill them, Lord. I pray this precious child's life will be irrevocably changed by the power and the authority of your word, Lord, and your spirit indwelling in her. In Jesus' mighty name. Father, over Jamie, Lord, we declare the glory of God. Ears to hear, a heart to know and understand.
ask, I'll do it.